0: Welcome back to the TravSess podcast. It is Tuesday, so you know what that means. It is the Traveler Quickfire. We are Kim and Aaron. We are healthcare travelers and the creators of TravSess. TravSess has on the clock and off the clock resources for travelers. On the clock being our Traveler School course. Off the clock being TravSess Adventures and this podcast. So buckle up. Here comes the Traveler Quickfire for today. Please prepare for departure. All right. Traveler Quick fire question came from our Facebook group. It is a question that I saw with lots of comments underneath it. And so therefore, these are things that Kim and I are going through the group because we can't answer them in real time all the time due to our fun and crazy lifestyle that we have created um, hanging out with other travelers in other countries. So uh, this question was a good one. And I thought it'd be a really good topic to talk about on the podcast. And the question is, if you're approaching 364 days in a contract, does time off that you've taken in that contract <clears throat> extensions that had time off count as minus days in that location? So, Which is a really well-written question. Yeah,
1: that I know. I'm like, well, that's like uh, in depth, you know. But like I wanted to use this question as a way to talk about staying in one place for a year in general as a traveler and like general rule of thumb and things to think about um, when we're staying for one contract for a longer period of time because that does happen we've had experience experiences with that which where we made terrible decisions based off the knowledge that we had at the time so we want to just kind of go in and what you need to know with this
0: totally
1: okay so the first thing i'll say is (coughs) excuse me I'm choking whoa are you okay all that coke
0: um, no. <coughs> no it's my dry throat from being that, in altitude in all Peru. that coke light
1: you have be chugging on so rule of thumb as a traveler you want to be constantly in motion you want to be traveling that is the best practice actually let me rewind I want to start by saying we are not accountants we are not tax professionals by any means, okay? We are two travelers that have traveled for 10 years. We're experts in our industry. We know a lot and we have learned a lot through other experts, okay?
0: And through our own mistakes.
1: And through our own mistakes. But my best advice is to consult an actual tax professional with specific questions that you have. Now that that's out of the way, okay. So we're meant to be moving around. So. What does that mean? If you if you find a contract that you really love and you wanna stay and you're making great money and you love the area and you love the people and you wanna stay, stay, stay. If you have worked for say seven months, okay, and you wanna do another extension and that extension is going to put you into over a year in that same location, The moment you sign that contract, doesn't matter if it hasn't even been a year yet. The moment that you sign the contract, everything will become taxable. Should be should become taxable. If you want
0: to stay within the like guidelines, if you were audited.
1: Exactly. Okay, that's another good question. That's another good point. None of this matters unless you're audited. The companies will have different rules, the companies will tell you different things, which we'll talk about a little bit, but this is really just important that if you were ever brought into an audit and you had to prove that you were you were not staying somewhere for a year or whatever the case is, that's where it would become a problem or they would say you signed this on this day to put you into a year. Technically, all the wages that you've made should have been taxed. And they weren't because you got stipends and that could become an issue.
0: Totally. And I think the biggest thing is understanding that it really doesn't have anything to do with the facility at all. It has to do with the geographical location that you were in as a traveler. You become technically with the way they look at it as like a permanent resident of that area after a year. So therefore, why are you getting tax-free stipends to be somewhere full-time. like That doesn't make any sense from their logistical point of view. And so therefore, it, San Francisco is a great example, right? I was at Mills Peninsula Hospital in Burlingame. If I was there for six months and then, or let's just say for for eight months, right? I loved it there. I was there eight months and then UCSF called and they're like, ooh, come work for us. And I just transferred there and that took me over the year. Technically, if I was audited, I could be dinged for staying in that geographical location for over a year taking tax-free money which once i transferred to ucsf for that after that year that it took me over that year i should have been getting taxed on everything
1: and let me just um explain like geographical location too because that the bay area is a great example of that because there's lots of hospitals and there's lots of contracts and so a location a geographical location means it's a non-commutable distance right so if you're working at stanford and then you're working at ucf in san francisco and stanford's in palo alto UCSF, yeah. or yeah in palo alto well, that's a very commutable distance that's the same geographical location or you're you're working now in oakland or you're working now in half moon bay it's still all the same location which means that you are in these same Area. you have to be beyond a communable distance so if you were working in San Francisco for eight months and moved down to San Diego and and, and took another five month contract there even though you're in the state of California it's two completely different geographical locations so it's not about the state it's about the area that you're or in or the facility Exactly. like oh yeah, but yeah. I
0: left the facility after a year and just went down the street to another facility that should restart the clock nope doesn't do doesn't work like that when it comes down to being audited
1: yeah it's that you have now moved to another location that is far enough commute that you aren't going to be going back and forth and you've completely just left an entirely different area to move to a new one that is the the idea of what we do as travelers we are working somewhere for three months maybe there's an extension here and there but then we are picking up our stuff and we are moving to another completely different location to take another contract
0: Mm -hmm. and inside traveler school we got the opportunity to sit down with Joseph Smith from traveler tax and we just drilled him for probably way too long thank God he (laughs) stayed on there with us but he literally at the end was like I got to go play basketball with my kids so I got to go but he really broke this down for us that's how we understand it so much was just from the interview that we did with him and he even said to even take this a step further so that you understand this <coughs> like even if you're doing seasonal and you're coming back every single year to the same location at the same amount of time like every summer you're coming back there the IRS could even look at that from an audit point of view and say well wait you you keep coming back to the same place this isn't A travel assignment this is not a per diem thing now granted that is like nitpicky but that is something that he taught us that opened my mind to be like wow we are need to be in motion as travelers to be in compliance technically with the you know so you're not being if you ever got audited that you're not getting dinged
1: well and that's why you know traveler school our course for travelers is so important because we want you to empower yourself as a traveler so that you have the knowledge and the understanding yourself so that you can make your own decisions, right? Because some companies will tell you one thing because they have different rules um, that are different than the IRS. It's because there's so many gray areas in travel as we know. And so there's no hard and fast rules. And so the, the companies will kind of come up with things that they think are safe for their travelers. Of course, they want their travelers to be safe. They don't want to get audited. They don't want their travelers audited. So it's not like they're doing anything that's, shady they're just trying to make the best rules based on the information they have to keep everybody safe but it doesn't mean that those rules are complying with the irs if you were ever to be audited
0: or some recruiters just don't really understand the industry as well and they're just trying to keep you in contract
1: right so as an example of that when we were both working at Stanford in Palo Alto, we were there for a year.
0: Well, I went in there knowing that I was building the pediatric IR department, so I knew this was a long-term gig. This was not a three-month travel contract. You can't build a department in three months. And so knowing that, I was new to traveling. It was my third ever contract. And so my recruiter at the time was like, no, we'll figure this out, don't even worry about it. You just do what you gotta do. And so the year was approaching, and she said, hey, like, All you got to do is disappear for 30 days. Don't contact me. Don't email me. Don't do anything. And on the 11th hour, we'll just push through another contract. And so we're like, wow, you can do that? Like, holy crap, that's amazing. And we did that. It luckily worked out for us. But in hindsight, and learning what we've learned and also talking to recruiters within that same company, they're like, holy shit, dude, I cannot believe you did that. That's crazy. That wasn't the safest route to go. No,
1: because... 30 days is not long enough so they say basically and again there's no um, hard fast rule yeah, it's that technically you should leave a location for the same amount of time that you've you been there, right? So if you if you worked at Stanford for 11 months, well, technically you should leave for 11 months until you even consider coming back into that same area. That's kind of the, the rule of thumb, right? Or if you work somewhere for five months, leave for five months and come back. Like that's, you know, again, this only matters if you were ever audited. And
0: do travelers do that? No. Like,
1: they don't. Right, of course. Like these are just, you know, like specific... IRS rules. But in that situation, our recruiter at the time, and again, we were travelers who didn't really understand how things work and her just being like, yeah, leave for 30 days and come back. And we thought that great. But if we were ever audited, we would have been fucked. And who knows, like maybe we would have had to pay back, you know, the tax-free money that we got. And it could have been a whole thing. Penalties, everything. I think it's just important to kind of know how that works so that you can then make the decision. Do you wanna play a little fast and hopefully you don't get audited because you really do wanna come back and make that money? Or do you wanna play it smarter and you wanna leave for uh, that time and just kind of be done with that contract? So we just wanna be able to share with you what we have learned so that you can then make your own decisions, whatever that is for you.
0: And I'll leave you with this. Just understanding it's all about the mindset and the way that you go about traveling. Kim and I, believe firmly that as travelers we get the beautiful gift of getting to explore different beautiful areas of our country getting to work at as many locations as we can to learn as much as we can the art of traveling is listed in the name travel right we're supposed to be in motion that is the beautiful thing about it taking time off working in contracts having the freedom like you went left out of full time to just go full time as a traveler again like I don't i personally don't find that to be the, the coolest aspect of our job and i know that that's a hard transition for some people because they've spent years as full-time employees and then they travel and they find a location they really like and it's a greener facility than they were at and they're like wow this is cool like i like it here i love it here i'm making great money i want to stay but like that's not what traveling is and so understanding that and you guys can do with this information what you want we just want to be a spot to provide information so that you are fully empowered and that you can make the best decisions that you feel comfortable with.
1: Yep, 100%. We'll leave it at that for this Hot Tip Tuesday.
0: Oh, (gasps) no, it's Hot Tip Tuesday? Wait, what was it
1: before? Traveler Quick Fire. fire. I I like like
0: Hot Tip Tuesday. Fuck
1: yeah, Hot Tip Tuesday, baby. Just the tip. Just always. Actually, no, gross. Nobody wants (laughs) that. I want the whole thing.
0: Well, we will see you next Tuesday (laughs) with another Hot Tip, Traveler Quick Tip, Quick Fire Tuesday, Trabzest, Tuesday, whatever you (laughs) want to freaking call it.